and welcome to the Live Point Podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired by this message. All right, family, let's go. You guys ready? You guys, anybody excited? Am I the only one excited? All right. Glad you guys are awake. Uh, and let me welcome everybody joining us online. No matter where you're at, you matter. Drop us a little note in the comment section and tell us where you're coming from. No matter where, we love you guys. And uh, we have people watching from all over. So thankfully you guys are in the house today too. We love you as well. If you got your Bibles, turn over to the book of Deuteronomy. Yes, Deuteronomy. Right? Good book in the Old Testament. And it's beautiful. While you're turning there, let me just say a couple things. I, I really don't like the phrase, I'm all in. It's pretty popular. It's been pretty popular probably for like the last 10 years. Like, I'm all in. I'm all in. We, you know, sometimes people show up at the church and they're like, I got your back. I'm going to be your right hand man. I'm all in. We're going all the way. And I'm like, red flag. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just be here. Be consistent. How many of you know we just we need to be faithful? We need to be consistent. That changes everything. And we see people in, in life, and I've watched so many people in their life, they've been so committed to the Lord. They've been faithful. They've been obedient. I've watched the Lord bless them over and over and over again. And it's beautiful how that happens. Um, I know, that, again, there's a lot happening in our world, but we are to be about God's business. Just like Jesus came, he said, I'm about my father's business. We need to be doing the same thing, right? So, yes, we want to be all in, but really we just want to be consistent. God, help me to be consistent. Help me to be stable in life. And, you know, we see this, this passage of Scripture, and I really got to get moving today. We see the book of Deuteronomy and what it is. It really means the second law. Let me give you the back history. The, the people of Israel had been enslaved in Egypt. It had been a really tough time. God sends Moses to lead them out of Egypt, right? So he leads them out and he says, I'm going to take you to the promised land, the land flowing in milk and honey. It's going to be incredible. Enjoy it. But they couldn't quite get it right. And so now they have been banned. This first generation of people leaving Egypt is now banned from the promised land, including Moses himself for being disobedient. But now what we find here is this set of laws that Moses is giving to the second generation of people, the kids of the people who weren't going to make it into the promised land. And essentially what is he's telling them is like, you need to be more faithful than your mothers and fathers were. You need to be more faithful. They didn't make it, but you can make it. You can make it, but you've got to change a few things. And we know that Moses goes on and then the leadership is transferred to Joshua. And it's a great transition because it's God's transition. But it's kind of sad that he has to re-give this law. And it's kind of sad that we have to get up here week in and week out and repeat ourselves over and over again. So here's what I would say to you as the church that I'm in charge of shepherding is this. We need to be more faithful than we were yesterday. We need to be more faithful. I'm not saying just work up and try harder. We're going to see what the scripture says about it. And I know that we say, like, we're all in. We're all in. We're all in. I'm about to put everybody to the test right here. How many of you brought somebody to church that hasn't been here before this week? That's what I said. Now, I'll follow it up with this. So there are about four people that raise their hands. Hundreds of people in this room. You guys believe this? We believe he's coming back. We couldn't muster up enough to drag somebody to church today. We couldn't do that. 
I said, I'm going to include myself in this. What's wrong with us? People, people should be totally convinced that you're all in, that you're sold out, that you're committed, that you're faithful, that you're obedient, that you're, people should be absolutely blown away because you're in your ear all the time. Like, why are you always inviting me to church? Why are you always inviting me to Jesus? Why are you always talking about God? Because that's all I got, man. <laughs> you think I'm going to steer you to any news channel? I ain't saying follow those bozos. They don't know anything. I need you to follow the king. And he's given us some instruction to follow, to be obedient with him. People should be totally convinced of this. And if you're going to be convinced in, in your life, you need to have spent a great amount of time with the Lord. And we're going to see what that looks like here in the fifth book of the, the Old Testament, the last book of the Torah. And what he's calling for here is a, a whole heart commitment. A whole heart commitment, not to just attending Sundays, but a whole heart, wholehearted commitment to following the Lord, the command to love the Lord. Deuteronomy 6, 1, let's go. These are the commands. This is Moses speaking to the people, the second generation. These are the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them. precepts of the Lord, the laws of the Lord. They're still active. They're still present. They're still important for you to follow. Obedience is the key. Trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey, church. Verse 2, and you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord as long as you live. We lost fear somewhere. I'm not talking about cowering in the corner like God's going to smoke me. That's old King James. Right? No, but reverence. Most everybody holds it together pretty well in here on Sunday. You're not acting a fool in here. Right? Because we're here. What about the rest of the week? What does that look like? If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Probably all of us want that. Long life. Listen closely, Israel. Fill in your name there. Listen closely, Richard. And be careful to obey. And all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing to milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, oh, Richard. That's me, by the way. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. This is important. This statement, you know why? Because they had just come out of Egypt. Some of you have just come out of Egypt when everything is possible to be God. The Egyptians had the sun God. They had the rain God. They had the desert God. They had the sex God. They had every kind of God, right? So the people have been in there for 400 years. You don't think they were influenced by that? Some of you have been in the, you've been in the land of sin a long, long time, and it, you, need to hear, you need to have somebody tell you you got to get rid of all that because there's one God, Jehovah God, creator and sustainer of the universe. He's the one you got to follow. He is the one you have to go after daily. This is what it says, verse 5, and you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your strength. That's a tall order. And most of us don't even know what it means. I'm not sure I do either. This is the crux of the message of Moses to the people and the crux of our message today in this season and this time, that we would be obedient, that we would be more faithful than the previous Richard of yesterday. 
more faithful. I can't do it alone. Again, I can't just muster it up. I have some discipline in my life, but I need the help of the Holy Spirit. But in order to have the help, I got to spend some time with him. I have to let him run the show. He is God alone, and he wants reverence. He wants your obedience. He wants your faithfulness. So if we're going to love him with our whole heart, what does that mean? It's the whole thing of this series, shut up and love me. I told you there's a lot of talk, not a lot of walk. That's exactly what they're saying. Love him with a sincere love. Sincere love. Sincere love is action-oriented. It's not just a bunch of lip service that, oh, I love you. Yeah, but you treat me like garbage. Oh, I love you. You don't even spend any time with me, right? And Clint Black, he's no theologian, the country singer, but he said, love something, not something you say, it's something you do. That is, that's true. Provision and protection is one definition that we've given. So we would love with our whole hearts, it's inwardly, outwardly, holistically in ourselves that we're given. Not just saying, but actually doing. The Greek and the Hebrew word is actually really very, very similar. And, and, and we've got to give it, but we're, we're divided in our hearts. The Bible also says, be careful with this thing. It's de- Who knows how wicked this thing is if we just let it run the show. But we need to give our whole hearts to God, and he will guide us and direct us. The second thing is soul. Love the Lord your God with your heart, with your soul. It must be carried forward, this holistic approach to you are, the core of who you are. This is deep. It incorporates everything about you. Everything about you in your life. I want to love you at the deepest point of my life. When I'm sitting by myself in front of the computer and nobody's looking. It's called character. It's called integrity. But again, some of us need some retraining on that. And society's not trying to help, by the way. Right? You got these things. You just get, I, it, Listen, my wife has access to all my stuff all the time. That's important. That's called accountability. Right? But I've had... I've had Weird conversations come through my view version Bible app. Yes. You don't think the enemy is trying to sneak in there? But character, but integrity, but faithfulness and obedience will make the difference. The deepest thought, the deliberate choice to serve him in every moment of every day. It's taking ownership of who you are by giving him all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. It's unmatched. It's going to, some of you are very physically strong, but spiritually you're weak. You're weak because you don't read your Bible and you don't pray. You come to church sometimes and you're just getting smashed by the enemy. That is not God's plan for you to get annihilated by the enemy. It's God's plan for you to stand victorious. He said, I have come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. Abundantly is not dragging through every single day going, I don't know if I'm going to make it. No, you are going to make it because he made it. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Come. Loving him is, it was, and it is to be wholehearted. Wholehearted with all your heart. This is called the Shema. In Judaism, this, this prayer, it's a, it's, it's a daily prayer. Not only do they pray it daily, they pray it multiple times daily. They get up in the morning, like, God, help me to love you with all my heart, 
with all my soul, with all my strength to help me. I want to do it. I'm going to tell it to myself. I'm going to say it. I'm going to get it in my mind. I'm going to meditate on your word. I'm going to study your word to show myself approved. I'm going to get it in my heart, and I'm going to live it out. You're going to see it. It's going to be. But as I said, if you're going to go all in, if you're going to be committed, if you're going to do this, then it is going to take a huge investment of time in any healthy relationship a huge investment of time is required if this is your investment in your relationship with God here on Sunday mornings that's it you are malnourished you are malnourished read your Bibles church people all over the world right now would they're literally dying to hold portions of this that somebody had it handwritten down the line and they, and they bury it in the dirt and keep it precious just so they don't lose their lives and they memorize it and they get it inside of them and we have scores of them sitting on our house dusty. Any healthy relationship is, takes a huge investment of time. Verse 6 says, and you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Jump with me, New Testament, Mark chapter 12, real quick. Got to go. I don't have time to break down the whole passage, but a guy comes, we'll see in the second verse here, a man comes to, to Jesus, and he has some questions about the most important commandment. And this is Jesus' reply to him. The most important commandment is this, verse 29, Mark 12. Listen, O Israel. Where is he quoting from? Deuteronomy 6. <laughs> Jesus wrote the Bible. He, he can quote it. He quotes, listen, O Israel, the Lord your God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and, oh, something different here. With all your mind and with all your strength. Now, in the Old Testament, they kind of lumped it into with your soul, your mind. But you've got to remember all the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees thought a lot of themselves as intellectuals. Just like our society today, they, we like to pride ourselves in how much we know. Anybody, I won't say anybody, I'll just put it on me. I'm sick of hearing people talk about the research they did. Just because you read a, an article on Google doesn't mean you did any research. Research takes years. You've got to interview people. You've got to take some time. You've got to dig in. Just because you read for a few minutes on Google doesn't mean you did any research. I'm sorry, I just got to tell you that. I don't need anybody's opinions. I need the Lord's opinion. In your mind, the second is equally as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other command is greater than these. The reason I think that this was added in here and anything in Scripture that is in there is because he knew we would struggle with it. Right? When Jesus came to the disciples after he had, he had come back from the dead, he, he came to them and he said, peace I give you. Peace I live with you. He said it twice in this passage because he knew they would need it. You have, it's available to you. The reason that this is in here, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind is because he knew we would struggle with it. We have a whole bunch of people in our world right now who are very IQ intelligent, 
below spiritual intelligence. Listen, you're never going to figure it out here. If you thought you were going to figure out God here, he would just be a a math problem. And some of you are very good at math and you can solve calculus problems. Good for you. But this is not a calculus problem. This is the creator and the sustainer of the universe. You can't figure him out. He doesn't want you to figure him out. He just wants you to love him. He just wants you to love him. Let me sit down and figure this out. And I'm watching people. I'm literally, they want to enter into an argument about this. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to pray for you. Literally, right in your face. I'm like, God, get them. I told you this a few weeks ago. I'm like, God, get them. I'm looking right in there. I got to make their sleep miserable. Like right in the middle of the night, wake them up at like 3 o'clock. It's like a megaphone in there here. Bang, bang, bang. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Come back to me. I love you. I love you. I love you. And it's about to go crazy. And are you ready to surrender yet? No, I'm still angry. Okay, God, get him again. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. I'm praying like this for people. He's saying, I want you to have an intelligent love about me. Study to show yourself approved. Don't just read. Don't just listen to it. Don't just read the verse of the day. Study the word of God. If you study the word of God, it comes alive to you. You're like, wow, I never saw it like that before. I've read this thing. I don't even know how many times. Every year I read through the Bible and read it in between those readings that I do daily. And I'm just like, wow, where, where did that come from? You know why? Because it's the living word of God. It's not the Iliad or the Odyssey or just some book. It is the book, the living word of God, and it will come alive in you, and it will come alive for you, but you've got to get it inside of you and let it change you. It's everything. It's everything for us. Love with an intelligent love. Love with all your heart, with all your understanding. In order to do that, you got to know him. Paul was a genius. The apostle Paul was a genius, multilingual. Carry different passports, if you will. And, and he said, I just, I just want to know you. I just want to know you. Good days, bad days, the fellowship of your suffering. I just want to know you. All about you. This is entirety. Loving is entirety. John 14. I know I'm jumping all over the place. John 14. We've read this several times through the series, if you love me, obey my commandments. Remember Peter last week? Simon Peter, I'm ready to die for you, Jesus. He's like, you ready to die for me? You're going to deny me. (laughs) Before the rooster crows three times, you're going to quit on me. And later on, as we said last week, Jesus comes to Peter and he says, Peter, do do you agape me? Do you love me with a divine love? And Peter says, I phileo you, Lord. (laughs) I love you like a brother. I'm infatuated with you. You've done some incredible things. It's amazing. I love you. Feed my sheep. And he says, again, Peter, do you agape me? Do you love me with the divine love? And he says, I phileo you, Lord. I love you as a brother. I'm going all the way with you. You're my guy. I'm all in. Take care of my sheep. Jesus understands that Peter can't quite get it. So as we said last week, he comes down. It's like he did on the cross. Came down. Comes down just to meet Peter. He says, Peter, do you flail me? And Peter says, I flail you, Lord. He's like, yeah. You do. In fact, you're going to die for me. You denied me before, but you're not going to deny me anymore because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit 
comes upon you, you're going to be filled with power. And when that power comes upon you, you're going to be my witness. And you're not going to deny me anymore. You're not going to be ashamed. And you're not going to be afraid. And you're going to go even to the point of death. I can see, Peter, that you actually love me more than Simon Peter. You didn't before, but you do now. That's what he wants from us. That's what he got from Simon Peter. And then they, when they crucified, I told you this last week, but the story tells us that they, when they hung Peter on the cross, they crucified him. He said, turn me upside down. I'm, I'm not worthy to die like Jesus. Oh, that's agape love. Supernatural help from God to go to the end. To love him. I believe that Peter in that moment loved God with his whole heart with all of his soul with all of his strength you know how much strength it must have taken to go like turn me upside down I'm not worthy to die I mean he's already dying but turn me upside you know the kind of strength he loved him with his mind that's the battle it's the battle here listen our world has lost its mind and people have just followed everything. They've literally just gone down the path and said, okay, you know why they'll believe anything? Because they don't know anything. If you don't know this and you don't read this, you won't know. And you'll get deceived by anything. You'll bite on anything. Real quick. Verse 16, John 14. He said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. That's the help of the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later it will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Come on, stand with me real quick. I'm, I'm not done. we got to get this. Listen. Verse 19. Soon the, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Raise your hands if you, if you can see him. Okay, okay. But you will see me since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them. And I love this. And reveal myself to each of them. Listen, we need a revelation of love. I don't... I don't want you to get a, like a little tablespoon of love today. I don't want to, I, I, just a, a wave. My, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit wave, that God's wave just crashes over your life and just wrecks everything. Everything. You ever been to the ocean and you thought you could wade out and that, that, that wave hit you and knocked you all over the place and you came out and you had like snot running all over there? <laughs> it's like God's love is like that. It's just a wave. It's just boom. It can't be, you can't maintain composure when the love of God hits you like that. He's saying, I want you to just come in. And what's happening in our church? Let me tell you what's happening. We're, we're wading into the ocean of God's grace. Today was just a taste. Some of you are ankle deep. That's okay. Some of you are thigh deep. Some of you are chest deep. You're starting to feel that swell of the ocean of love. Right? The ocean is always moving. Even when it's calm, it's always moving. Ten feet this way, ten feet. At the, at the calmest day, it's always moving, right? It's like God's love. It's always moving. You might not see it. You might not feel it. It's always moving. 
Because my thing to you, just wait in. Just wait in. I'll tell you this, I'm in, I'm in over my head with God's love. I've been doing this a long time. I've never felt like this before. Just keep waiting in, church. Would you bow your heads with me today? Father, we thank you for your presence in this room. It's not by accident that we're here today. Lord, I love what you're doing in this room on Sundays. God, we know this is available all the time. All the time. Listen, nobody's looking around. Just turn your hands toward heaven. You don't have to hold them high. Just, just turn them. It's a posture of receiving. Holy Spirit, do your work. Heal. Restore. Impart. Dispense. Touch lives. Change hearts. Transform our minds today, Lord. It's like we've become, our society has become so intelligent. We, we lost our way. We want to love you with all of our mind. All of it. All of our heart. All of our soul all of our strength, but in order to do that, God, we need your Holy Spirit to just come in, to just break in, tear down the walls, the resistance, the things that we have just built up in our lives, the anger, the frustration. Holy Spirit, heal the wounds in this room. We surrender. I surrender all, Lord. I surrender all. being here today, Lord, and always being there. Our lives are in your hands. This church is in your hands. Continue to do what you want with us. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Can we put our hands together for the word of God, church? Let me tell you just a couple things. Don't run off this. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. If you want more information about LifePoint or want to get in contact with us, please visit us at www.lpc.is. We hope you have an awesome week. Grace and peace.